So did you get a chance to watch Secret Invasion? I did. Yeah. Man, I, what a show. I really liked the first episode a lot. I did too. Yeah. Listen, I for our viewers who haven't watched the show or have mm. watched the show, obviously, personally, I'm going to have biases toward the show because I love War Machine. I love Scrolls. His two favorite things in the world. And they have a TV show. So, but I thought very strong pilot. I agree. Very strong spoilery pilot. Yeah. But um, I'm very excited to see what comes next. And like you were saying, the reviewers only got two episodes and there's six. So after this, after this week's episode, it's, it's fair all, game. It's all yeah. insanity. Yeah. So I'm very excited for it. Oh, I'm, I'm soaked too. I just, I just hope it ends up being one of those shows that was six episodes and that's how many episodes it needed. Yeah. Instead of being like Moon Knight where it needed more. Or being like She-Hulk where it needed less. It was an hour pilot, so I'm going to be very upset when I log in next week and it's, it's like, hey, 20 minutes. six minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean you have a six-minute episode? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But yeah. Well, welcome, guys. Yes, welcome, welcome back to, to another show. episode. We have uh, some very, very fun things to talk about today. Um, how the show's going to work is we have one, for the movie news section of our show, we have one main topic we're going to dive into, and then we're going to move on to the B-roll, which is other news topics, but we don't have that much time to dive in, so we'll kind of give you the headline and brief thoughts. Then we'll move on to the box office section of our show, and then we will close it out. So for our big, big topic, mm-hmm. um, do you want to kind of introduce what's going on here? AI's bad. <laughs> for the film industry. Yeah, so... Terminator, I cannot wait for James Cameron if he does a new Terminator film. Because you you know it's going to be AI-based. Shitting on it, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, basically, we've talked about AI recently on the show with the writer strike and how one of the worries was um, studios using AI... To write scripts. To write scripts and then pay writers to do a rewrite fee so that they have to be paid less and that whole mess of things. Well, they've shifted. They have shifted. <laughs> and not only have they shifted, they've actually signed a deal already. But it's not exactly with writing scripts. It's very specific. And before I dive into it, I kind of want to go into um, so how like a studio system would work with scripts normally up until this point. Mm-hmm. And st- it'll still happen after this. So basically, there are people who work for studios who their sole job is they get scripts from writing agents, from people's studio friends, not unsolicited, don't get any ideas, and... Their job is to read scripts all day long, and then they take it to their higher-up manager, someone at the studio system, a producer, and say, I liked this one, I don't, I didn't like this one, or I think this could be successful, I don't think this will be successful. That's kind of just how it goes. Mm-hmm. And the scripts that don't get successful, they go to other studios, and maybe somebody in that studio reads it and goes, oh, this could be successful. You know, that's kind of, you hear the story in Hollywood all the time about how scripts get denied and then picked up one place, and then it works, and... Vice versa. How did this script make it all the way? Also ends up being a topic of discussion. Yeah. And the blacklist. Yes, the Hollywood blacklist, which is every year a list of script, a bunch of scripts get put onto a list of the best scripts that were not produced. And so people will go to that list and start picking scripts from it Mm -hmm. in order to make movies. Recent examples of this was the Air movie, the Michael Jordan shoe movie was on the blacklist. And one thing that couldn't be denied, though, from that how that system that machine was working was that it had the human element it had a physical person reading the story mm-hmm. kind of gauging the emotional connectivity also gauging financial potential financial success from just you know being in the industry and, and the bias and the bias the person reading it might love a comedy sure you know but basically it had that human element yeah that human element may no longer be a thing 
And what we mean by that is, I'm pulling this from The Hollywood Reporter, Warner Brothers signs deal for AI-driven film management system. And forgive me, I'm going to be reading longer passages from this story, but basically they're thinking about taking AI and replacing that person who would read scripts all day and using it with an AI system, also being the front line for pitches as well in terms of accepting or denying pitches. The movie division has signed a deal with Synaletic to use the latter's AI-driven project management system that was launched last year. Under the new deal, Warners will leverage the system's comprehensive data and predictive analytics to guide decision-making at the green light stage. The integrated online platform can assess the value of a star in any territory and how much a film is expected to make in theaters and on other ancillary streams. While the platform won't necessarily predict what would be the next billion-dollar surprise, like Warner's hit Joker, it will reduce the amount of times executives spend on low-value, repetitive tasks and instead give them a better dollar-figure parameters for packaging, marketing, distribution decisions, including release dates. The platform is particularly helpful in the festival setting where studios get caught in bidding wars and pluck down massive sums for only hours of, after only hours of assessment. Then it has an example, as happened with New Line's 15 million acquisition of Blinded by the Light, out of last year's Sundance Film Festival. The Synaletics AI's insight might also have altered decision-making on some Warner Brothers misfires in 2019, such as The Kitchen, Shaft, Godzilla, King of Monsters, etc. And uh, then I'm going to pull a quote here. Mm -hmm. The system can calculate in seconds what used to take days to assess by a human when it comes to general film package evaluation or a star's worth. So this article obviously takes a positive approach to what's going on. I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. And part of that is when this story broke, a lot of independent filmmakers were kind of going online and kind of saying like, so you're telling me now I can pitch something and the algorithm can deny my pitch? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of blows, you know? That's that's a bit fucky. There's some fuckery afoot there. Yeah. And uh, I, I think this is a very slippery slope to go down, especially when it comes to AI trying to make... Because they're saying that the decision is totally data-based. Like, oh, it's all about determining market value and a star's, you know. There was a human element to those choices. And that's why they kind of ended up being special in those roles. And I think having AI do this, you're completely removing the human element from the story. And it's only going to go down the road that the mistake that Hollywood is currently making. And the mistake that Hollywood is currently making is that movies are getting too fucking expensive. Especially movies for streaming and big blockbuster movies. Mm -hmm. The mid-budget comedy is gone. It's starting to come back, which we're seeing. But up until now it was gone the mid-budget movie in general was gone yeah and it's because people well we train them to watch them at home for warner brothers from the hbo max debacle you also have the only movies being produced being big hundred million dollar movies which of course caused some of them to fail and calls mm-hmm. power shifting and money changing in hollywood and so now you're going to take an ai and try to make it make decisions on what can make money only leading you further down that path when really, if you cut back on spending on these things and you put out a movie that only costs $40 million, it can make only 100 and be a success. Yeah. And that's what we see with horror all the time. I swear no one ever stops to learn from horror Moral films. Moral story, horror is peak. It's especially what Jason Blum does. Mm-hmm. Produce a movie for $7 million, have it make 100 like The Invisible Man. Yeah. There's several examples of Blumhouse doing something like that. I don't understand Even it. Even a modest, modest one. Didn't Evil Dead Rise have about 20? And that cost yeah. over 100? Yes. Like, yeah. You know, just low stuff. Yeah. And I think that 
I don't know why that's going away, but I think this AI is not going to help that. Mm. I also think this AI system is not going to help the relationship with the filmmakers and writers. As they're trying to close a strike. Yeah, right? Like, it, I, I, I don't see the positive outlook from this mm-hmm. other than they can lay off some people who are who they think are being paid too much, which they're not paid too so much. They said, oh, you don't want to revise an AI pitch? Well, guess what? Guess who you're pitching to now? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. how it comes across. And I, I personally don't like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to eat my words later if it turns out to be a good thing. I just don't see how it could be. Like, what what are your kind of thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, I think the human aspect is what can, you know, process the emotions and know the emotion of a story, the connection, what's going to resonate with even a general audience. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain things that haven't been non-existent that could come back if they're being made. Like you said, there's not really a lot of mid-budget comedy movies being made. They are, they're few and far between i should say Mm -hmm. you know and so is this ai going to be looking at okay well there haven't been any successful mid-budget comedy movies It's like well no there haven't been so is it just gonna not accept those pitches because Mm -hmm. they haven't been around there's no hard data that's successful yeah um it kind of reminds me of just the two recent not recent but uh like barry that tv show yeah kind of addressed they had a very successful one of the characters on a very successful TV show and it got canceled after its pilot aired. They said what we had the highest viewing count of this channel's history. Like this was the most viewers this channel's ever had. Like, yeah, but you know, the algorithm doesn't think it'll be successful long term, like all that and they're like, You're basing it off a computer, they're like, Well, the algorithm <laughs> is pretty fine tuned. Yeah. Or um the South Park episode where Cartman acts like a robot and then gets a job on Netflix and it only pitches Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. I feel like this is the road we're going down and I don't like it. Yeah, no, I I agree. And also if if you went off decisions of everything being database, you wouldn't get movies like black Panther. You wouldn't get movies like Captain Marvel billion dollar movies. Mm -hmm. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get them. And it's a real shame with that. Um, because there's no more risk taking. Yeah. And that's how, yes, the problem with taking a risk is it could be a failure, but it also could be a huge success. Well, it's also, I mean, even outside the human element of the script analysis, just the script in general and who you get attached to it can be a huge factor. If you give three different directors the same script, they're going to make three different movies. Yes. And that's not to say, like, if you look at, we'll use Air that was on the blacklist. Right, That was a script that was written by someone who's never written a script before, but it got in the hands of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, who mm-hmm. produced it. Ben Affleck directed it. Matt Damon starred in it. These are talents. Yeah. You know, if Air was with a low-budget indie film, would it, it wouldn't have been the same movie. Not, not to say it would have been a better or worse movie. It just would be fundamentally a different movie, and yeah. that movie have gotten made. Yeah. And I feel like we're eliminating those factors as well of... Spielberg wants to direct it. Yeah. It's like, well, it didn't get past the pitch, but it's like, that doesn't mean it wouldn't be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and I could see that happening. I could see Spielberg being like, I want to direct this script. And then someone at Warner Brothers being like, yeah, but it didn't pass our algorithm test. I could totally see that happening. The amount of money I would pay (laughs) for like pranked to come, punked to come back. (laughs) And for them to tell James Cameron that. I, I would also fund the show <laughs> just to make it happen. So I feel like there's those aspects mm-hmm. of it. And I mean, we've seen failures from very successful directors yes, we too, have. But, it, and it, but it's curious what makes it 
to that level. Yeah. And also what I what I find interesting about it is it says, oh, it'll be able to calculate how much a star is worth. Stars aren't worth anything right now. <laughs> like no one no. goes to see a movie because of a movie star anymore. It's it's mostly IP based. Yes. For better or worse. Mm-hmm. But like, how much is a star worth? You're wrong, whatever it is. Like yeah. it's it's not really how it's working right now. Mm-hmm. And um I think slowly i i genuinely but when you're in the pitch stage do you have a star attached to it like uh you know what i mean yeah well normally that's how you would get past a pitch is by getting a verbal commitment from some type of star be like oh and they're circling it yeah okay still mm. but it's 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 a slippery slope with an algorithm and i think that i genuinely think that in the 2030s that's going to be the new 1970s of we're going to see in the new 1990s in a way we're going to see this boom of vastly different types of movies being made than are being made right now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a bunch of indie people making it for way less yeah. and having higher profits. Not higher, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not profit, but revenue. Not higher revenue, mm-hmm. but higher profit margins. Okay. And that's going to start turning heads. But I think we're about 10 years, oh my God, it's 2023, seven years out from that happening. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's coming. But I think it's going to be backlash to things like this that caused that. But we'll have to see. So you think the next seven years, we're just going to run the mill on uh, superhero movies, corporate biopics, and actual biopics? Yeah. Because that seems to be all that's all that's made. Yeah. yeah. But I think at the end of the tunnel, we're going to get the 2030s of a killer decade in movies and indie cinema for sure. Now, will the studios learn from that and start making great studio movies again? We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I doubt it interesting i'd be curious to see what happens me too me too and that that was our our main topic dive today now we're gonna move on to the b-roll section of our show mm-hmm. as mentioned before b-roll is where we read off news topics to kind of bring keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of movies but we don't have time to fully deep dive into them but we still wanted to bring them to you nicholas what's first up on the b-roll yeah before we get to like the main b-roll where we kind of rapid fire there was one topic that Don and i just wanted to kind of briefly go oh, over yes yes not long but maybe just like a minute you know not the quick little rapid fire thing uh the oscars always a yes. wonderful topic on the show um have changed the criteria for a best picture nomination yes for what qualifies for a best picture nomination yes which dalton will read now yes yes so i'm also pulling this from thr but this is from all the trades that you can read um it used to be if your film wanted to qualify for best picture Mm -hmm. you had to have a one week theatrical run in either new york la or chicago like basically there were like there was a list cities there was a list of markets and if you played for one week in one of those markets you could be nominated for best picture mm-hmm. and that's why like if you ever wondered like how do netflix and apple films get best picture it's because they would do that they play for a week in la they play or they play for a week in new york city and then you're eligible well the oscars have said fuck that shit and uh they're gonna have a lot more rules when it comes to that including an expanded theatrical run of seven days, consecutive or non-consecutive, in 10 of the top 50 U.S. markets, no later than 45 days after initial release. So it means if you do that one-week L.A. run, Mm -hmm. in 45 days or less, you have to open in 10 markets for a week. (sighs) Um, For late-in-the-year films with expansions after January, distributors must submit release plans for Academy for Verification. Release plans for late-in-the-year films must include a planned expanded theatrical run as described above. And non-U.S. territory releases can count towards two of the ten markets. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And qualifying non-U.S. markets include the top 15 international theatrical markets plus the home territory for the film. Now, I do want to say, these does not go into effect this year. It goes into effect 2024. 
Okay. So starting in 2024 for the 2025 Oscars, you got to play in 10 markets. Oh, so the 2023 movies. That Do- doesn't in. count okay. for this year and then gotcha. next year's Oscars. doesn't count. I see. But it will go into effect. January 1st, 2024, if your movie is starting its theatrical release. Yes. I see. Now, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. This is 80% good. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is now if these if the streamers want to get in the best picture conversation, they got to fucking go theatrical first, yeah. which Amazon and Apple were already preparing to do. Mm-hmm. Netflix is going to be the pushbacker on this. <laughs> but basically what I want to know is Netflix going to do that for Knives Out 3? Are they going to do it for um, those big time filmmakers that come and want to make movies with them? Is this going to happen? And that is solely for best picture. Like Knives Out. Yes got its week or whatever be it from what i understand this is but, solely for best picture okay. like it could these netflix movies could still get a like a, a screenplay correct okay. yes um but it's 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 fun but also the the 20 percent where it's bad is indie filmmakers hmm. getting your movie into one market for a week is incredibly fucking hard into an additional 10 you need a lot of money mm-hmm. it's not cheap and I could see this being a problem for an indie film who wants to get an Oscar. Because unless you go to a festival and you get purchased, it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. For example, to kind of explain how hard it is, and this is for feature films. I had a short film play in one of these markets for a week, theatrically. And it only happened because the opportunity fell out of the fucking sky into my lap. Like... Mm-hmm. All the research in the world that I did to try to make that happen in the past meant nothing. It was the luckiest thing that's ever happened to movie nights mm-hmm. was that opportunity. And people were, people would die for that opportunity to get their thing played out in Los Angeles for a week in mm-hmm. theaters. And I just was lucky that it happened. Like yeah. I tried it for all of our films and got lucky with one that it happened. Like, and that's for a short film. Imagine putting your heart and soul five years yeah. into making a feature film and trying to get that to happen. It's incredibly hard. But even on the short film, like best original live, like live action short. They don't have to do the 10 markets. They don't do the 10 markets, but they need to do the one. Yeah. And that is already difficult on yeah. top of it. Short like films said, also, yeah. if you win best short film at an Oscar qualified festival, you're good. You can just get it. You don't have to play it. Yeah. Okay. Like th- there's some different rules for each category, but yeah. But it's it's very it's very difficult and very hard to do. And so while I'm happy that the Academy, this is the Academy kind of committing to theatrical, Mm -hmm. which we've waited to see for a long time. It's still going to be tough for the Indies. Yeah. So I hope that it can be worked out on that level. Mm -hmm. But yeah, also wanted to bring that news to you. Yes, definitely. What's up next on the B roll. The Directors Guild of America has voted to move forward with their new deal with AMPTP with a 87% voted in favor. Yes. So, we mentioned that it was likely the vote was going to go through, yes. and it did, 87%. So strike of averted with the DGA, yes. Temporarily, at least. Yeah. Uh, Mike DeLuca and Pam Abdi of Warner Brothers will now oversee Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, so yes. this is interesting because um, a lot of people at Turner Classic Movies were laid off. And it started to scare Hollywood in a way to the point where Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, and a couple other filmmakers called an emergency meeting with David Zaslav, yeah. basically telling him, like, do not fucking get rid of Turner Classic Movies. Mm-hmm. And the result of that meeting was him saying, not only am I not getting rid of them, I'm appointing the heads of Warner Brothers Pictures to oversee them. Yeah. So it was basically a, don't worry, 
I'm taking care of it. But it was also the filmmakers almost, I, I picture just like the Italian mafia with bats, yeah. like, hey, Zazlev, you're going to get rid of Turner Classic, we're going to get rid of you. <laughs> Warner Brothers just confused me mostly with David, <laughs> just like David Zaslav, where he'll do yeah. something like that, and they'd be like, no, 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 they're overseeing it. It's all about film preservation. Also, <laughs> Spielberg, your next movie, you're pitching to an AI. <laughs> Exactly. Not that yeah. Steven Spielberg's ever had to pitch anything. Yeah, of at course. This point. Yeah, but like yeah. you know what I mean, where it's like, where, where's the balancing act here about like film love and preservation, and then yeah, it's all over the place. AI. Um, this next one, more just sad news for Dalton. Uh, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Netflix, Sony, HBO, and Universal are all reportedly skipping San Diego Comic Con this year. Dumbfucker says sad news. You know how short that Hall H line's going to be. This is great news <laughs> for what Paramount. I know it's your favorite studio, but... Yeah, for Paramount, bitch. That's all that's going to be there. Warner Brothers ain't on that list. Well, shit, you're right. Well, HBO is. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, listen. I If there's a SAG strike, yeah. Warner Brothers is out. Mm. They don't have no actors to bring. That's also true. But I also think if Warner Brothers does come, Warner Brothers should go. DC should go. Mm-hmm. Because it's their only chance they'll have or there's no competition at Comic-Con. You put James Gunn on that stage, they're winning it. Yeah. 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 Hands down. Even with all the failures that DC has had Yo, recently. If that line is that short, you might get to meet or see who the new Superman is in person. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. That's fair. I'll get to see David Cornsweat. You calling it now? I'm calling it now. Official confirmation? Uh, no. <laughs> but <laughs> Not I'm, official, confer- uh, official confirmation of your vote. Yeah, my vote. Yeah. It's going to be David and Nicholas Holt's going to be Lex. Mm. What about Lois? Uh, Rachel Brosnahan. That's who I hope to. What a pairing. Um, next story comes to us from Variety as well. Sally Hawk- Hawkins will not return for Paddington 3. Emily Mortar will take over the role. I want to know the story behind that because it doesn't go into it in the article. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's scheduling, but like... Paddington in Peru, I believe it's called. Paddington in Peru. But I think also this is the first one without the director. Yes. Because I think he's doing... Wonka. He's working on Wonka. Post for Wonka. Yeah. I just want to know what, what happened. Cause could th- just be scheduling. It could be, but I feel like Sally Hawkins is not one to drop out of movies like this, you know? That's fair. I mean, maybe, maybe it was she was ride or die with the director. Yeah. That could be it, but I don't know. It worries me. And our last story. Oh, God. This is also a very sad one. El Muerto <laughs> no longer has a release date. Yes. Or an actor, from my understanding. Amid rumors. Amid rumor that, that Bad Bunny has dropped out of El Muerto. Yeah. What we can confirm, El Morito no longer has its release date. Yes. And does not have a new one. No. Shame. Is it? Because the fact that it was announced in the first place was so baffling. Like, that Like that was Morbius levels of... What? <laughs> like, when... Okay, but listen. Listen. Can you imagine how funny it would be if El Morito came out and made more money than The Flash? Oh, Do you're you... right. That'd be really funny. Listen, I think Craven will. And I think that's hysterical. It will, and it's R-rated. And it's funny, but if it was El Muerto too, shame, shame, real shame. <laughs> well, that's all we have for the B-roll today. Yes, yes. And with that down, we're going to move on to the box office. The box office section of our show. Ladies and gentlemen, the box office is a fucking doozy. And it's been a doozy for the past while now. You guys are in for some fucking box office treats. It's going to get interesting throughout the rest of the year, really. Nicholas Iricchio. What were our predictions? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. I had Flash. Mm-hmm. 
Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Elemental, No Hard Feelings, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Okay. Dalton, you had Flash, No Hard Feelings, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Elemental, and Transformers. We, we were both wrong. Yes. I'm guessing. As a trend, yes. <sighs> Nick, this is fucking wild. By the way, normally earlier in the day like we send each other the articles and the stuff we're going to talk about yeah. so we have a general idea of like what was in that nick has no idea what i'm about to read right I've now got, i'm terrified i have not told him what's gone down these are the sunday estimates sunday estimates we'll have the final monday numbers in the description coming in first place with 19.3 million dollars spider-man across the spider-verse no shot Boy. In its four, in its it, fourth it domestic gets, week, it gets better. In it its, gets better. In it, its fourth domestic you, week, you, you it gets better. Nick, nineteen point three. Okay, what's number two? Number two, Elemental. All right, and it only it only dropped thirty eight percent. What it make? Eighteen point four. It hasn't that's the A cinema score. They have you'll have a low drop. It helps. Yeah. Number three, The Flash. Dropping 72%, making $15.2 million. 15.2? Yeah. 75? Yeah. 72? 72. 72%. <laughs> Holy shit. It's bad. It's going to go down as one of the biggest flops in history, Nicholas. Thank God we can get that title off of Guy Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Holy shit. Coming in fourth. No hard feelings. 15.1 there's a $100,000 difference which means there's a shot come tomorrow there's we could shot. find out that no hard feelings opened above the flash <laughs> could you imagine oh my god and coming in fifth Transformers Rise of the Beasts at 11.6 respectable it's sticking in there it's making some money <laughs> and by the way I just want to point out Asteroid City yeah. came in sixth with nine million dollars Good for them. That was a limited release, too, yeah. right? Yeah. People like their Wes Anderson. Yes, they do. I'm going to dive into the numbers a little bit here. Yes. Hit me with Spider-Man it. Man Across the Spider-Verse, <laughs> the returning champ, um, has now crossed $560 million worldwide on a production budget of 100 So, 5.6 times his budget back. Shmoney. Uh, Elemental has now made $121 million worldwide. Uh, still not going to be a huge financial success. However, if it keeps these 30 to 20% drops in the coming weeks and it yeah. stays in there, it could make some money. It all depends. The Flash oh, has surpassed Shazam 2. Barely. And, and now has $210 million worldwide on a budget of amount. 200. I think it's more though. I think it's actually like 220. This is not good. Th this is from someone who likes the movie. Someone who really likes the movie, like myself. Yeah, this is an unmitigated disaster. Of, Superman of Legacy office. about to have ten dollars in a dream. Yep. Can I just hold on, hold on, just for my own amusement? I have also now pulled up the numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay, never mind. I'm sad. What? I was really hoping Morbius had made more money. <laughs> no, it didn't. It made more money than Shazam too. Mm -hmm. And the Flash has the second biggest drop for a comic book movie ever. Number one was Morbius. Holy shit. Yeah, amongst good company. <laughs> uh, no, insane. no hard feelings. Worldwide has twenty four million dollars on a budget of forty five. 
mid-budget comedy, like we said. It's made half its budget back so far. If it stays in there, it could reach its way to profitability, which we want to see. So let's hope for that. Uh, and Transformers Rise of the Beast has passed $300 million at 341 It'll be by 350 by tomorrow on a budget of 195 It's made 1.7 times its budget. Get to 2.5. We you desperately it. need it to get to 2.5. I think they'll commit to it. I think so, too. I think they will. I think if it can get to 500 it will. I think if they can get it to a young, uh, uh, not a younger budget, uh, a smaller budget, the next one, which I don't know how. I don't know how. how. Yeah. I think that I think it shows kind of the reduced. I think it, I think if you could just go same budget, yeah, it would work. Hold on, I'm curious what Asteroid City's budget was because that they those people were not cheap. Okay, twenty five million, and it's made sixteen worldwide. That'll probably awesome. that'll probably find its way to profitability. Good job, Asteroid City. Depending on the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah. That does depend on that. I can't imagine his movies make a lot, though. No, they don't. Yeah. But they don't do terribly. No, en- enough to mm-hmm. to keep making them, obviously. Of course. Oh, and um, while we're talking about The Flash, yeah. uh, did you see that uh, article recently about um, the working conditions for some of the animators? Not The Flash, Jesus Christ. Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, I did, yes. Yeah. Um interesting i'm 50 50 on it i'm 50 50 in that it's more proof that the vfx yes badly needs a union yes and the animation very much so i mean there's an animation guild but it's more for the storytelling Mm -hmm. but at the same time the article i think it was in vulture yeah was set out to be like a hit piece on phil lord Mm -hmm. it was either lord or miller was one of them and all it did was just have him say, hey, can you do this again? Hey, can you do this again? Hey, can you do this again? There, there was no malicious. Now, no. the conditions were shitty. Yes. But he wasn't like, from what the article seems like, he he did not seem like yelling, like vulgar, like in some, no. like bad. Where it, was it was just, just a lot of revisions. It was a lot of revisions. And now I think where then the issue comes out was then you have Amy Pascal. Oh, Amy Pascal did a bad interview? <laughs> what? Um, where she was basically like, that's making a movie. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, look, is making a movie very hard and you work long hours? Yes. yes. Is that how you respond to someone who's saying that they didn't like the working conditions? Yeah. No. You say no. Yeah. Now, granted, I think what they created was absolutely beautiful and stunning. Yeah. And Top tier. Top tier. Now, also, I saw that apparently there's different versions in theaters. Yeah, I saw what that too. What the fuck's with that? There's little, little, ed- little edits. Also. Like a joke or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, to what I, point? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Was they this did a it. mix up that they're now trying to cover? Is like, oh, so you can go it's see the, it again. It's the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't understand the stunt here, or yeah. why, or if this is like some in joke where like I think this joke works here, or I think mm-hmm. this jokes work here. So I fucking just put both. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't understand. Me neither. But you know. It is what it is. Um, you might be wondering, oh, why are you talking about stories during the box office? It's because I don't have any deep dives to do. <laughs> you um, predictions? Or do you got something else you got? Uh, I'll say this. Right now, Spider-Verse is at 560. You have Indiana Jones next week. Mm-hmm. I don't think Indiana Jones is going to open lower than Flash, but I don't think it's going to go that higher also. I think around 55-60 will be okay. Indiana Jones' opening. What comes in second? Does anything come out with it? Good question. <laughs> it looks like that Teenage Kraken movie comes out, but I don't think it's going to make any money. 
Well, if Transformers has a 50, that's 5 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You got your top five. You want to go first? I will. All right. Give it to me. Mine's kind of a boring one. It's mostly just shifting down, but I've got Indiana Jones, Spider-Man, Elemental, No Hard Feelings, and Flash. I think No Hard Feelings will get another, a little tick up. I'll do you one better. Go on. Indiana Jones, Across the Spider-Verse, Elemental, No Hard Feelings, Transformers. Oh, you think Flash is I think Flash out. is done. You don't think the Teenage Kraken animated movie will get, get no. up? Because Transformers at 50% drop would be about five. Mm-hmm. You don't think it makes that? Nope. I don't think any parents or kids know about that movie. <laughs> I will tell you what, and my little brother might just be insane. I said, oh, do you see Spider-Verse? He said, not yet. I'm excited for that Kraken movie. And I said, how the <laughs> hell do you know about that? <laughs> I, I'm i not going to put it on there. I, I hope it does because I would love for there to be three animated movies. That would be cool. On this, on this. And I think that would be a great win for animation. I agree. We'll see. And I think because of movies like Spider-Verse. It's funny. Animation is learning the lesson from Mm Spider-Verse, but Hollywood is not learning the lesson from Avatar. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? When it comes to animation and VFX. Like, animated movies now go, oh, shit, the game has changed. Like, movies like Puss in Boots, the upcoming Ninja Turtles. Like, not even just the animation style, but, like, we can't just throw together some animation and call it a movie. Like, Mm -hmm. not that they were doing that before, but the standard keeps going up. Yeah. Or was it VFX? Avatar does it, and the whole studio is like, can you fucking stop? <laughs> We're trying to crank out these movies every three it. years. Yeah. yeah, And it's like, I wish they would just... I would wait five years for a Marvel movie if it had the best VFX I've ever seen in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if, why Hollywood won't learn that lesson. wanted Avatar level effects in Avengers Secret Wars, they would have to have begun yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And we're probably not going to get that. No, no. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's all we had for the the show today. I think so, too. Yeah. Regardless, we have a bunch of movies to catch up on and a bunch of shit to do. We're going to try to do that in the meantime. I may go to an early screening of a movie tomorrow. I won't reveal what it is in case I don't get in. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, and with that being said, I've been Dalton Burdett. I've been Nick Arricchio. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.